Hi friends, I'm Katherine Means. Welcome to Unlearning the Narrative of Singleness. You are listening to episode two, The Big Why. This podcast is for you if you have a single loved one, if you are endeavoring to raise teenagers in a relationship-obsessed culture, if you are a leader in the body of Christ, and last but certainly not least, a single person yourself. Come along as we expose the idol the church has made of marriage by unlearning the narrative of singleness. We aren't unlearning for the sake of being divisive in an ever-segmented, fractured, and divided world, but to cast a vision for what a whole body of Christ could look like if we stopped elevating marriage all while ignoring the largest unreached people group in our communities, the single adult. Changing the culture isn't easy, but it starts out with the words we use and the stories we tell. Let's learn to tell a new story about singleness together. Hi friends, I'm glad you're here. For this episode, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of speaking with a guest, it's going to be just me and you. I hope that's okay. Because before you set out to accomplish an enormous goal like changing the culture of the body of Christ by unlearning the current narrative of singleness, you need to define your terms and establish your big why. To be single in this day and age has a lot of assumptions attached to it. I remember when I introduced myself to my new neighbor and told her I was not married, so it would just be me at the house. She said, good for you, with an air that communicated she assumed I was playing the field and keeping my options open. I wonder how long it took her to realize that was not at all the life I lived when there were no random cars that stayed overnight in my driveway. The world may define singleness with images from sex in the city, but in this corner of the internet, we will be defining it as a season, short, extended, or lifelong, without marriage, living with holiness and integrity in regards to our sexuality, believing it is God's best for sexual intimacy to abide only in marriage. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, certainly, so there will be no judgment from me if you share a different story than mine. However, in order for us to understand one another and meet one another where we are, it's important you know that the above is the only definition of singleness I will be operating within. Now, on to the big why. I am convinced that the body of Christ needs a culture change from being marriage and family centric to making room at the table for the single Christ follower. In September of this year, a study showed that nearly 50% of adults in the U.S. are single, with 38% of men having never been married and just over 30% of women never married. Now, to be clear, this isn't 38 and 30% of single adults. This is 38 and 30% of all adults over the age of 22. This number has grown by 10% in just 30 years, which feels like an enormous jump when you consider that percentage essentially stayed the same between 1950 and 1990. Along with those numbers, the study showed that the average age of men at their first marriage being 30 years old and for women, 28 years old. The bottom line is not as many people are getting married and when they do, they are getting married later in life. 
In 2017, a Barna study came out that said less than a quarter of adults who go to church are single. And this was before the pandemic. This piece of data paired with all the data I just shared has cemented in my heart that my experience with the body of Christ is not unique, and it has given me a clear path forward. Friends, unlearning the narrative of singleness is not just for the single Christ follower, but for the body of Christ at large. According to Table for One Ministries, a group that advocates for singles and equips churches to be single-friendly, single adults are the largest unreached people group in your community. Now, here's where the podcast comes in. In order to reach them, we need to be able to invite them in. So we need to learn how to bridge the gap between married and single Christ followers. And in order to do that, we need to unlearn and unknow our current narrative of singleness. In his brilliant book, Say Yes, Scott Erickson wrote, Unknowing or confronting the narrative is the process of defamiliarizing yourself with something, allowing it to become new again. Unknowing takes what you already know and gives it a depth you never considered before. And friends, that is what we need to do with singleness. And if I'm completely honest, we need to do that with marriage and family as well. Not in a way that takes away from what the Bible teaches about those gifts, but in a way that detangles the truth of God's word from the tradition and systems of man. It's going to be challenging, and there is a really good chance it is going to make us all a little uncomfortable. But before we forget that we can do hard things, I want to present you with a question. What if ours was the generation to unlearn the current narrative of singleness in the church? What if every young person who got married did so not because they were afraid to be alone or because they just wanted to have sex, but only because they and the community they are planted in believe that union and partnership is blessed by God? What if every young person who was delayed in getting married was made to feel as if their choice to follow Christ and their singleness with holiness and integrity was as worthy of celebration as their friends who were getting married? What if, unlearning the narrative of singleness, every Christ follower, married or single, would begin to understand their inherent worth and value before God, apart from any other person? The truth is, friends, you don't have to be chosen by a man or woman to be chosen and set apart by Emmanuel, God with us. You don't have to be the best Pinterest mom in the neighborhood to earn your rest in God, your shepherd. You don't have to be the husband and father who has it all together, who provides above and beyond for his family in order for Jehovah Jireh to show up on the scene for you. You alone, just you. That is who God created for a purpose. It is you alone who he delights in. And sadly, the American church doesn't live like she believes that enough. But beloved of God, we need to for our own sake, but also for the world's. So I wonder, will you become a culture changer with me? Will you endeavor to unlearn the narrative of singleness with me? Will you share what the Holy Spirit reveals to you with others? Will you commit to begin changing the culture in your church by changing the words you use? 
to start speaking in complete sentences when talking about the goodness of the Lord, to start seeing every individual person and their unique story that you come into contact with. Our next full episode will be out on January 5th, but here are some things you can do in the meantime to become a culture changer. Come find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Come say hi and let me know what you think of the podcast. Also, go ahead and subscribe to or follow the podcast so you don't have to worry about when the new episodes are released. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review so even more culture changers can find us, that would be so kind. And one more thing for you to do in the meantime is to sign up for my newsletter at katherinemeans.com. I promise not to bombard you with emails. Right now, this list looks like a bi-monthly newsletter to keep you in the loop first of all the things God is stirring in my heart about this topic. As a thank you for trusting me with access to your inbox, you'll receive a free resource, five ways to love your single friends and family members this holiday season. Don't sleep on this resource. It is practical and helpful and just in time for Christmas. Thank you for being here, friends. May the joy of Christ fill your days and speak to your heart a worth no other person ever could.